What's going on? How you been? I've been pretty good. Just working a lot. I feel you there. I feel you there. Do you get, you don't get just weekends off, right? You're kind of all over the place. So I pretty much work like every other weekend. And then I have like one day off during like the week, like every week. So usually I have, I have like four day stretches, not nothing too crazy, but just enough to drive me crazy. What are you doing? Um, I work at Columbia Cottage in Collegeville. It's like an assisted living. Um, I take care of elderly um, people. They uh, made me a coordinator about a year ago. So like I make the assignments for the staff and stuff and uh, write them up if they do things wrong and stuff like that and just make sure everything's going the way it should be during a shift. The boss. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that pretty tough? My mom used to uh, work in like some assisted living homes. Is it, it can it be tough sometimes or? Yeah, I mean, I'm a really sensitive person. So definitely when people pass away, it's really hard for me. It's right. like I never get used to it. And people always say, oh, you'll get used to it. And I'm like, how? Like, I, how can I get used to making myself attached to somebody and then them dying? It just doesn't right. make any sense. I remember my mom used to say, she'd get like calls in the middle of the night that somebody had passed away. So then she'd have to go in and like, you know, I guess you got to contact the family and do all that. It's a whole, whole process, I'd imagine. Yeah. And literally like when we have to, because we have to report it to the state then when somebody passes away and it's this whole reportable where you have to type out like everything that went down since like they passed away so like they passed away at 1203 p.m and then the nurse came at one o'clock and it's just so intricate the way you have to do everything does does that happen pretty often you'd say like how i mean it usually happens in like threes so like one resident will die and the next one will and then the next one and then it will have like a lull for like a while but it's usually like once every probably two or three months, I feel like. Wow. That's still pretty frequent. I mean, yeah. In terms of like a year, I mean, you know, that's multiple deaths um, a year. So do you guys, when that happens, do you have to call somebody over to like legally pronounce um, them dead or is yeah. that okay? Yeah. So like we have to have, um, somebody like a nurse come out because we have nurses like on site but usually when people are about to pass away we put them on hospice so then we ha they have like a different nurse and a different aide that comes out and cares for them so right. they can have that extra attention like when they're passing away but um so they pretty much uh hold on i just lost my train of thought good, um, it happens to me all the time on here Okay, so hold on. What, would, what did you say again? <laughs> I was um, I just asking how, I guess, frequent it was. And then when the, um, I guess, do you have like a team of people? Like, oh, yes. You, you know, I guess when dead. you're getting close to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, then we have to call like the on-call nurse, whatever hospice agency they work with. And we have to call them and then they'll come out and pronounce them dead. And then we have to call the funeral home and then the funeral home comes and picks them up. And then that's pretty much it for us. Wow. It's kind of, it's kind of ironic that like that came in a conversation just because today, I guess we're going to talk kind of like, I don't know, like spirituality, spirits, yeah. some, like spooky stuff too. But um, do you ever yeah. have, I mean, when you're like, you know, when you work in that kind of field and death is kind of a frequent thing, I mean, especially people passing away in the same location, pretty much, um, is, is, have you ever experienced anything like odd or out of the ordinary, uh, just 
curious oh, yeah. with a place where people pass away i can imagine there'd maybe be some like you know some lingering yes. yeah definitely some weird stuff happens so first of all like when people pass away we have this unknown rule that like when somebody passes away in the room we open the window we crack it to like say that like you know they're to let them leave their soul leave the building so they're not like trapped in there um but I remember this one guy passed away that we were taking care of and he was only there for probably two months and he was completely fine we went in and we checked on him and uh and then five minutes later we come in and he's unresponsive so then you know they call me to the room I come in there and my bosses are in there too and uh they're like well get behind the bed and make sure like prop him up so I can like take his vitals so I'm like okay so I get behind him and they pull him up and then when they lean him back on me like the weight of like his body like I knew that like he had already like passed away like there was no way that like he was still alive and uh they put the pole socks on his finger to see like what his oxygen was at and it was like reading all these crazy numbers and then all of a sudden his phone started like blowing up like this unknown number Wow. And it just kept calling and it kept calling and it kept calling. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, and I was like already like almost in tears because of the fact that a dead body is pressed against me. Right. Jeez. And I'm like, all right, like I have to like get out of here. Like that was definitely one of like the harder ones that I had to deal with. Um, I would say like for like the spooky aspect to it, like that phone call definitely like <laughs> made me like, what is going on? Did it even like, display the number or was it just like restricted or like potential it, spam? It, it, it literally just said unknown. Jeez. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's creepy that's, as hell. While his vitals are kind of like going all over the place. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, they were like, well, it's still saying that like his pulse is like going and it's saying that he's his pulse ox is reading at 90%. And I'm like, that is crazy. Yeah, but like you said, you can feel like when not one not one muscle in like the human body is like tense or like being exactly used, like that, he was that dead weight literally. Yeah, he was just gone, and I would, at that moment because I never really have to like yeah we have to go in and after they pass away and kind of like clean them up because then we'll like call the family at the fa if it's if it's something that like happened unexpectedly, then we'll go in and we'll clean them up and call the family and have them come and sit with them and wait and say like their goodbyes until like the funeral home comes and stuff right but like uh cleaning them up and stuff and doing all of that like that is I opt out of it most of the time because it's a lot for me to like take in especially since I've known them so lively and them you know talking to me and complaining when I roll them in bed like oh yeah. that hurts and then for me to do it and then them, them not say anything it kind of like messes with you a little bit yeah well i and you know even even if every um every experience with somebody isn't the most positive that's still an experience with them whether you're taking care of them or like you said getting them in bed i mean regardless it's like you get to know somebody whether it's a positive or a negative experience um but that kind of leans me into what i was getting curious about I, I can I would think that not all the people all the older people going into there are necessarily like excited about it so do you think some people 
like maybe pass away with any pent up uh, emotion or aggressions or, you know, anything along those lines, or does it seem to be a pretty positive at peace experience for a lot of them? I mean, some of them definitely have a miserable time being there. Like the whole entire time, like the, we have like a call bell system to let us know, like when they need help and they'll like, like the ones that like don't want to be there and like are so confused about why they're there they'll pull it every five minutes and we got to go in and see what's wrong with them and they'll be like oh like I want to go home and like it's so hard in that situation to tell somebody like you can't go home like this is where you live now like your family will come visit you when they can but I don't know what to tell you like and that's probably like the most like heartbreaking thing about my job is them coming in and like pretty much losing like their minds and not knowing like what's going on at all but um when I think like sorry to like get off topic a little bit but I think that really the hardest thing for me is like when they come in there and they think that they know what's going on and like half of their mind is still like working but the other like they have their times when like they sundown and like they literally like have no idea what's going on they forget that family members that have passed away are still alive and it's like literally all you can do is say hey like I'm here for you and that's it and it it's like the hardest thing like ever and when they pass away like we had this one guy pass away and he was like the happiest guy when he was up and able to move but then as soon as like he was in bed and he wasn't able to get up like he was miserable yeah, and, there's the signs of like dementia and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Most of the people that move in there have dementia. Wow. And it's like, it's so hard to like, see them like ask for people like that are like dead, like we'll get like their rap sheet pretty much. It tells us like a, that us like a backstory of like what their life was like before they got here. So like this one lady, her son had like committed suicide. And um, it said on, on her paper, like, she'll ask about him a lot. So, like, you know, just be there for her. That's, like, all you can do. And she would, like, say it all the time. Like, just so blatantly, like, uh, you'd come in and be like, hey, how's your morning going? And she'd be like, oh, my son killed himself. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> like yeah. I'm like, how do I respond to that? Well, and that like, just transitions. I mean, it takes a certain person to not let... Um a job like that transfer into their personal lives too because it's I mean how do you just leave all that shit at the door you know when you clock out exactly it's hard to I mean there's been plenty of times where I've came home to Jordan and just like cried about somebody passing away like because I get attached so much like I, I can't help it I yeah. love them so much well and when you're a personable person you know I I've I've heard stories that my mom or anybody's told that's worked in that field about like people that really sometimes that work in that field don't give a shit and they don't have um that sentimental or you know that attachment that they just don't get attached to people very well it's like people i i'd i'd like attach it to people that are in child care that just don't give a shit about child care you know yeah uh, there's definitely some people that come through there that i can just tell like as soon as like they're training and on the floor that like they just should not be there at all right so when you're a personable person and you know you get attached to these people I mean how do you not 
I think that's kind of part of the motions, right? Like, yeah, I, definitely. That's why it takes certain people to do that sort of job. That's definitely mm-hmm. tough. I mean, and then and, you got, you know, the there's so many factors to it, not just that, but, you know, probably the hygiene and maintenance for a lot of the people that can't help themselves. It's crazy. Well, yeah, exactly. And people ask me a lot, like when I tell them like where I work, they're like, oh, well, how do you like wipe ass for a living? And I'm like, that's not even like the hardest thing about my job. Like, I feel like that's something so small that like, I don't even really care about. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's definitely like, oh, I'm going to throw up like this is disgusting. but at the end of the day, I'm just like, I, nobody else is going to do this for these people. Well, and look, you're, you're wiping ass with any job you get, honestly, like metaphorically, like you're wiping ass, you know, like exactly. every, every job's got their ass wiping moments. So, I mean, you're doing, that's a bigger, I, that's a bigger justice than, uh, than just wiping ass. I mean, you're, you know, you're helping people out. Um, yeah, exactly. Especially people that aren't, really consciously there half the time i mean that's tough because it's like it feels like a helpless situation because you know like all you can do is be there for them but at the at the end of the day like there's really nothing to fix it so coming to terms with like that whole idea of it is probably tough too yeah it is because it's like you're this is the rest of your life like i would hate myself to know moving into somewhere like i'm gonna die here yeah geez i know and that's why i was kind of thinking if like things kind of conjure up in there i mean when you have especially people that may not be ready or confused or you know whatever the case is uh oh definitely i I definitely believe people can get almost like entrapped i guess wherever they're you know feeling that way yeah and like earlier like i was talking about the call bell system that we have um there's like call bells in the the bathrooms that are like for like the public, like if families come and visit, there's call bells in those bathrooms just in case like one of the residents need to use the bathroom while we're like having lunch or something. But we had this time after um, the one guy that passed away, uh, he would always use that bathroom. And after he passed away, that call bell in that bathroom would be pulled like at least twice during the shift and nobody would be in the bathroom. Wow. And I would literally go up there and I'd open the door and there'd be nobody in there. And I just see it down the, the, the port, the cord pulled down. And I'm like, what the, I'm like, I like, I'm like, I'm so scared right now. I don't want to walk into this bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. And then your mind starts, like my mind would start racing and being like, okay, like, is he fucking with you? Or is he like in some sort of afterlife where he's in distress or, you know what I mean? Like that confusion. Exactly. You know, like, I wonder if, like, when you die with dementia, say, in a um, senior living home, uh, you know, I wonder if you carry that into that next chapter. You know what I mean? That confusion. Maybe not, but, you know, yeah. I wonder I wonder if you stay in that state of um, where you were when you died or not. Uh, maybe if like, you're trapped somewhere. I, feel, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. If you're, like, if you're still tied and you still have, like, maybe, like, unfinished business, quote, unquote, like in your life that you just passed on from then maybe you're just like stuck in like that limbo like that purgatory like and you can't like cross over and you don't understand that like you're dead because your your brain is still like messed up yeah exactly and you know and i i guarantee there's obviously other elements to your job but this probably has a big factor in it and i was curious since you uh, you know when you are doing that you're kind of more exposed to the death than the average person so were you always kind of fascinated with like you know spirits or even just spirituality before you got the job or did that have any influence on just your interest in it now 
So like before I started working like in like senior care, I've always had like a liking for like, like, I guess like the occult and like the weird, like taboo things and things that people like, you don't really have the answer for it. Definitely. And death has been like a major fear for me, like my whole entire life. Like I remember being little and just like, I would like think about death and I'd like make myself cry. Like, I don't want to die. Like, I don't want to leave the people that I love, but then I like started to like search for like answers. Cause like Christianity and like stuff like that, like they say like, Oh, like they're in a better place now. Or like they're in heaven. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. Like if somebody passes away that like I love and they're just like, Oh, well God, they're with God now that just never, those answers never sat right in me. Well, it feels like, it feels like when my parents, like when we'd have to get rid of an animal or they'd get too old, like my parents would tell us that they were going to a farm, but like, AKA, like they were getting, you know what I mean? Like they would die. And it feels like the same thing to me. Cause I'm like, just supposed to trust in some, like everything on earth is so realistic in it's like this is our reality everything is real like you have an idea of what's real what's not real so it's like i'm just supposed to believe in this like crazy fucking idea you, you know what i mean not that there yeah. isn't some craziness like i definitely believe there's a next life after this one but it's just one of the millions of possibilities and i think that's one thing that's so interesting because i was always fascinated with death even as a kid too and i think the scariest but like most interesting aspect of it is that you'll never get the answer until like until it happens the deed is done right so and i think it's humans we're always drawn towards the like we always want to know the answers of things and i think it drives us mad exactly and as soon as like i and then as I started to get older, you know, I watched like my little witchy shows that I watch on TV and stuff like Charmed and, uh, but as soon as I started getting into that, I'm like, oh, I just want to like know like what this is about. And then I got this blue book off Amazon and I started reading it and it started talking about like reincarnation. And before I never really like believed in like reincarnation. Like when you think about that, well, for me, I think like oh, like I die now and then I'm going to become like a tree or something. Right, yeah. But like that's, yeah, exactly. But like, that's not the way that they explain it in this. Like they explain like when you get reincarnated, like you're just living another life, like literally as like a human. And when people, like when children pass away, like for instance, my friend Brittany, her little sister passed away very young from cancer and, uh, she like she would say like I don't understand like she didn't she wasn't able to live her life like she was only eight years old like that's so heartbreaking but within my research that I've been doing it says that the reason why that happened is because she graduated and she already lived so many different past lives and learned everything that she needed to learn and now it's time for her to just truly like ascend and just like go like wherever she wants to go like her life is fulfilled at its most fulfillment like, and those little girl, like that little girl, like she had like what they call like an old soul. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can tell just by people's personalities and, and talking to them and even mannerisms sometimes too. I mean, when you, when you meet a kid, that's like, so, uh, uh, I don't know, well-spoken and, and you can just tell they have like, uh, some, like a, a piece with them or something like that. I don't know. I, I definitely yeah. know what you're talking about. And, uh, I think that's an interesting idea in theory too. Uh, almost like, 
almost like an expired reincarnation process or like, an, I don't know, like she just had been through all of it. And then uh, you say like, maybe, maybe she got to choose what's after. And I would, that's kind of what I was thinking too. It's like, yeah. I think people try to put like, especially in religion, they try to put the afterlife, afterlife into one box. Like this is how it is. And that's how it is only when like, I definitely think there's different routes, you know what I mean? And who's to yeah, know how, how your soul chooses that route or whether it's chosen for you, but like to think so uh, secluded like that, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Exactly. And I feel like these answers of like, you know, like babies die, like you're just like, why? Like, yeah they're like one years old like that's so sad like they didn't even get to experience anything well like it makes me feel better to think that maybe they lived 16 different lives before this one and they were a doctor in one and you know they were this and the other and mm -hmm. that just makes me feel better to like think that way and, and believe in that rather than to think like oh well god just wanted that baby back <laughs> right yeah yeah well that's fucking selfish because it's like it's a de death is like a chain reaction right because i i think of that too i'm like well if there's a god whatever you know there was a fucking apple picking off a tree you know what i mean now everybody's yeah. fucked like that whole shit and uh i'm just i just think it's like you know it's like not only is that is that life taken but like so many other lives are taken you know in family and you know, it's a chain reaction. It's like not just that one person dies and that's it. It's like so many people are affected and like in a sense, their lives are mistaken. you know? Exactly. Because, I mean, they always say like when somebody kills themselves, like it's most likely that somebody in their family then is going to do the same thing. Like, and it's especially like, like killing, like when you, like when people like commit suicide, like that breaks my heart to like a whole different level because it's just like, I wish that, there was something that someone could do before that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately that, that isn't always a lot of the time it isn't the case. Um, and yeah, that it's, it's unfortunate. It's, it's, and that's what sucks is like suicide doesn't have, like it has its signs and signals, but it's never a, a repetitive process. Right. So everybody's got their own way of going about things and sometimes you can't even catch it. And, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like the death of one person, like everybody's soul's affected by it. Like sometimes people become just empty shells. You know what I mean? Or exactly. They, yeah. They, and I, they lose a part of themselves. And like I was reading up on the laws of the universe the other day. And there's this one law that talks about it's called uh, the law of divine oneness, which means that we all come from the same energy. So when people say things like, oh, like, I like, why is Kylie Jenner so rich? Like, why can't I be rich? Well, you can, you have the same opportunities. We all came from the same thing. You just have to put in the same exact work in or that she did in order to get to that opportunity. Or even when you wish bad upon people, when you say, you know, like, oh, like he fucked me over back then. Like, I hope this happens to them. Like, well, then that's going to happen to you. Like, Right. It's just all about like the energy and stuff that you put out into the world that I feel like we lack in so much like in this day and age. People don't really think about like the energy that they put out anymore. Yeah, I think that flies under the radar with the average person because I, I definitely believe one, I believe like there's something bigger going on that we'll never probably understand or comprehend in this life, um, you know, as we are now. But uh, I think there's something bigger going on and um, it's only speculation, but 
it's something big. And I think there's these things in life that happens. Like I definitely believe in when you have a bad streak of things that something positive comes out of it, but there's no timeline to that. Right. So, I mean, no, you can't be like, Oh, shit's going to be bad for a week. Don't worry. Next week's cool. You, you know what I mean? I mean, there's always yeah. some sort of positive that comes out of a negative um, in that sense. And yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's the universe working. I mean, you know, it's just, it's infinite. The universe is infinite. So th that's infinite realities, infinite scenarios. Uh, you know, I definitely think there's something bigger going on. Um, it's yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's yeah. crazy to think, you know, and even like speaking things into existence in a sense, like what's that like manifesting? It's, yeah, exactly. And like, that's like a, like learning the laws of the universe in a whole and just like living by them in your everyday life makes you like a way better manifester because like speaking things into existence, like it works, like it really does. Like yeah. And I think people get lost in that idea because I think people get a little bit of a misconception of it's like people think very literally as if like, if I state, I want this, I get this sort of scenario where it's like you manifesting it has a lot of different factors to it. Uh, and it's like, it's like mental uh growth you know what i mean it's, it's kind of like a placebo like it boosts your confidence right. it, uh and like there's a bunch of different aspects that it helps you in to be able to get to that goal not legit that you're going to be able to sit on your ass and not do anything and get to where you want to be right and in that and in exactly and that's and that's something cosmic going on i mean i i just i forget what i was watching recently but it explained the human as like the brain is the host and we're just you know, like the brain is what controls yeah. everything. And we're literally just like, you know, the brain's a driver, we're the car, you know, so it's telling mm -hmm. us what to do. And it almost has like, a, it almost feels like a sense of dual uh, person kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because I am within yeah. my body, but I my brain is something bigger than me. Like it tells me everything. It's, it controls my thoughts. And, you know, it's crazy. Exactly. Because you'll be sitting at work one day and some random thought will just pop in your head or even you'll be standing on top of a bridge and you'll just think one second what if I just jumped off yeah. like your brain is just like like your brain just does whatever it wants to be quite honest yeah it's like, pretty it's pretty impulsive and I think over years you're taught things that kind of bring structure and order you know what I mean uh into your daily life it kind of helps your brain operate a little bit better because I mean if we didn't have if we didn't have any sort of structure in our lives, I think our brains would just be running free. You know what I mean? You don't have, like, you kind of need structure in a sense. Exactly. And that's what, like, brings it back to, like, manifesting. Like, instead of, you know, filling your mind with, like, watching aimless videos on, like, social media and TikTok and stuff like that, like, focus on the stuff that you need to be focusing on because it's going to be way better for you in the end. And yeah. the negativity is, like, the biggest thing because like it's so easy like when you're at work and you go outside to smoke a cigarette on your break and somebody else is standing out there like it's so much easier for me to say I fucking hate this job I want to go home than for me to be like oh I'm having such a good day yeah yeah because you're trying to be honest with yourself almost you know what I mean but like at the yeah. end of the day when you really think about it you're like uh today was a good day you know what I mean because nothing exactly I mean if you if you just look at it I, I think sometimes we get life kind of gets repetitive. And I think that's kind of a negative thing with structures that, you know, you work five days a week or whatever you, you do your weekends, like you're living for the weekend sort of thing. But um, I think, I think one way to put like how life is bigger into perspective is just to realize that like 
each singular person is just like a grain of sand on a beach. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just exactly. more just one of the millions or billions of people. And uh, I've been thinking recently about, it's so funny. We're so in our own heads and our own perspectives of like our whole life story and what, you know, what we got going on that it's amazing to think that there's billions of different life stories going on. And we don't even have, you know, even something as big as that is like, wow, I've, I'm really just one little piece of everything else going on yeah seriously I think about that all the time and even when it comes to like uh like celebrities like I can't grasp in my head that celebrities live on the same earth that I do yeah because it seems out of touch with reality like and that's and that's funny because it's it really is there's so many celebrities but it is all of them are very a minimal amount of people right so but it seems so rare to us that like that's such an insane lifestyle i think that i think that too it, like i try to put myself in their shoes and like what their daily life is like and it's just unrealistic to me yeah definitely and i look at like uh pictures and stuff that people post like oh I saw so and so the celebrity at the grocery store and I'm like how like I felt like they lived on like their own like mountain somewhere that like I couldn't like touch like it just doesn't make any sense to me honestly yeah well because imagine how out of touch they it's like we're not the ones that are out of touch like we just don't we just can't comprehend their lifestyle or their life in general and I, you know, you can think that after being in that sort of spotlight for so long, you lose touch with how just being a normal person is, you know, I think yeah. we, I think we take for granted sometimes how important it is to just kind of be a normal person. Sometimes I think everybody wants that like instant gratification and that success and like for everybody to know you. But um, I think that's something probably a lot of celebrities cherish or like, you know, forget um, is that like, I don't know, sometimes it's just easier to just be a normal person. It is because I'm not trying to go out and have everybody and their mom trying to talk to me like that would be a horrible day for me. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. And it feels like you're just chasing something all the time. Like once you get into that spotlight, it's a race, you know what I mean? Just to see how long that's going to last for. So I, I don't know. Um, There's definitely I think there's just a bigger purpose. I think it's crazy to think about how big everything is and that you maybe won't ever get the answer. But I think that's what's so interesting about uh, diving into like um, spirituality and, and some of the things we have questions for is that we probably won't ever get the answer. Exactly. And I mean, like I use like, uh, like I work with tarot cards and stuff. And I do like readings for like my close family members. I really don't do it with like people I don't know because I'm not really comfortable with it. But um, I usually read for like Jordan or like his sister and her boyfriend. And uh, the first deck that I got, I got from the beach and it was like the, it's called the Rider E Weight tarot card deck. And I didn't touch it for the longest time. And then when I finally picked it up, like, I don't know what it was, but like these cards were just making me feel like so scared. Like I would sit out in my living room at night and everybody would be asleep and I'd be shuffling them because they tell you, you know, when you get a new tarot card deck, you should shuffle them um, a lot of times, sleep with them under your pillow. And I just couldn't do it. They just were giving me just like this eerie feeling. And I was just scared of them for some reason. So then I ended up gifting them to somebody else. And uh, I got another deck and the deck that I got, I love. But I usually do like mind, body, and spirit uh, readings for people. And there's a lot of misconception with tarot cards. Like people will tell me like when I tell them that I do it, like, oh, like, what are you trying to predict the future? Like, no, that's not what this is about. When I pull cards for people, like 
it's all about putting stuff in, into perspective. So if I pull your cards and the lover's card pops up and right now you are cheating on your wife and it's saying that uh, and the card is going to say like, yeah, the lovers are in love and they're having a happy life. But when you look at that card, you're going to put it in perspective and attach it to something that's in your life and be able to look at it from a different point of view. Yeah. And I wonder if people get skeptic about that stuff because they're expecting some like crazy magical thing to like happen or appear. And I think one thing people don't realize is that I think the big, the bigger picture of the world that we don't see comes in very, very subtle signs and very subtle ways. Do you know what I mean? Like it's very rare that some big, um, you know thing eye-opening experience will happen and you're going to be like oh that's it you know what i mean like with exactly. tarot cards there's significance to the readings and to each card that gets chosen for you and uh i think you just gotta like sometimes i've gotten tarot readings and i'm like whoa what the fuck you know because it, it just rings something for you something that's going it on does. in your life and you're like wow you know what i mean um, mm -hmm. and, and whether think people, whether people think that that's like, uh, you know, a chance thing or, you know, whatever, I, I think, you know, there's definitely some significance in all of that. Definitely. If you're able to, you know, get a reading or do a reading for yourself, if you do tarot cards and something speaks to you and you're able to stop, you know, the cycle of your behavior to, you know, live a better life, then why not do that? Yeah. I mean, any, sometimes I think you get, I think you get in a, um, your head gets in a circle, like a chase with itself. And you're like, uh, was that, was that, uh, the difference between like uh, something crazy out of this world happening and then just, um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, uh, just by chance it happened or, you know, yeah. luck or whatever. Um, and it, it's like, instead of worrying about if that was real or not, just what's wrong with just taking away what, you know, what you can from it. You know, whether it is an a chance of, you know, whatever card you got picked or, you know, whether it is as crazy like, whoa, I just take what you can from it and roll, you know, um, exactly. I think we get tossed signs each day, but we got so used to as people just, you know, uh, brushing it off and being like, oh, well, you know, that was just a weird coincidence. Exactly. But that's the thing. That's crazy. You said coincidence because that's the word I, I was started, looking for. <laughs> yeah. Um, since I started this, uh, whole like little spiritual journey, like coincidences for me have not been that, like, I feel like a, the word coincidence should have much more meaning to it because nothing is a coincidence. Like that was supposed to happen. Like the other, like it was back in like March, I think. And I was like really missing like my nanny. And I was like, crying over it and I was feeling so down like I don't know why it hit me like she died back in 2011 and it just hit me like back in March and I'm like I don't understand why this is happening right now and I'm standing outside talking to my friend Kayla at work and uh we're talking about her and stuff and all of a sudden like a feather floated down in between us and like I caught it with my hand and I was like what the, I was like, what was that? So then I go home, I look it up and it was like, uh, when you find feathers, that means that a loved one is trying to contact you. And at that point I completely lost it. 
And I'm like, that's not a coincidence. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I think the I think the uh, human brain, I think we're associated with that bigger thing going on. Like, I feel like the, the mind is much stronger than people give it credit for. I uh, I had an experience I, when I moved. I mean, we went to Pottstown together since what, second grade? Yeah. So when I moved from Pottstown to Pottsgrove, um, you do remember Christian Gonzalez? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. We were like real tight when we all went to elementary school. And um, and when I left to go to Pottsgrove, I, it was kind of quick and impulsive. And I kind of just left uh, like nothing serious, but it was just just how that move was. Um, so yeah. it, like in one day I was in Pottstown, next day I was in Pottsgrove or whatever. And uh, I hadn't really talked to Christian in probably two or three years. And I remember one night, I just, I've always had a thing with dreams. Like I could go on for days just talking about dreams oh, me too. and all of that. <laughs> and yeah, we'll definitely have to do an episode about that. But uh, I had a dream one night, I was like down in the woods that I hung out in and whatever. And uh, Christian Gonzalez was there and I was like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? You know what I mean? That whole meeting up experience. And then uh the next day, me and a couple friends went to the giant uh, down the street and we're just chilling there. And like, what what would you know? Fucking Christian Gonzalez just walks up with his mom into the grocery store. And I'm like, yo, yeah. what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yep. It's like weird things like that, that you're just like, that can't be a coincidence. And and yeah, like, even literally. if it is a coincidence, I think, like you said, it should have a st- different meaning or a stronger uh, you know, message behind it. Because if it is a coincidence, then something that coincidence had to have been planned somehow <laughs> do you know what exactly. i mean exactly like i like not to get too deep into the dreams but i had a dream i had this friend uh and her close friend was in jail and i had a dream that she told me that he called her and i'm like the next day i'm like hey did uh so and so call you because i had a dream last night that he called you and she's like no i haven't heard from him in forever like he's in jail and i'm like okay so then literally the next day she calls me and she's like, oh my God, he just got out of jail. He just called me. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, that, like, that's not a coincidence. <laughs> it's funny. I, I wonder sometimes why we get these little things because nothing comes of it afterwards. You know what I mean? Those, those weird things happen. And then you just go on with your life. Like me and Christian Gonzalez, we didn't like reconnect or anything you know what I mean no. it was almost like a closure thing like I think I was always like huh I never really like you know even when you're just friends in elementary school but like you're just like oh, I never really like said like see you later dude you know what I mean or anything yeah like exactly that. and it was like a closure thing so it's like it's funny to think like sometimes we just get thrown these like you know there's something's throwing us a bone and it's just like here you go like take what take what you can from it you know Exactly. And I mean, I, I honestly, I love it because at the end of the day, I feel like I'm more connected with what's going on around me. If I, if those things happen to me. Yeah. And it feels fucking cool. You're just like, finally something fucking interesting. Like, I feel like I'm every day. I'm always just like, God, can something fucking interesting happen? Can like, you know what I mean? Sometimes I think real life is so fucking boring that we just like, we forget that there is, I don't know. There's a lot of interesting things to like, think about. Yeah. And that's why I tapped into all this like spiritual stuff. Like I, I literally, I don't know if you know what a secretary desk is, but I bought one of those off of Facebook marketplace and I took all the screws out. Me and Jordan repainted it and I made a little altar for myself. And now I got a bunch of herbs and candles and books and dried flowers all over it and crystals too. And crystals are crazy. Like, Oh yeah. As we, soon- we've got, we got a good bit scattered around. Yeah, we have, but crystals they are ridiculous like i don't know if you ever heard of moldavite 
No. So it's like, apparently it's like this extraterrestrial crystal. And me and my friend were trying to find this crystal for the longest time. And we were going to this one witchy shop we go to and skip back, but it was closed. So we looked up another shop to go to. Is that Dreamcatcher? Like, no, it's actually oh. called, uh, what is it called? Mary Meat. It's called Mary Meat. That's what it's called. It's in the village, right? Yeah. Yeah, I used to like, hang out down there a lot. It's near the comic book store. Yep. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So yeah. what, they, they were closed? Yeah, so they were closed. So then we looked up on Google, like another metaphysical shop we could go to. And we found one, I think it was in, I think it was near like Westchester, maybe. And uh, so we went there and we're walking around the store. And we're like, oh, I don't really like anything that's in here. So we get up to the counter. We ended up buying a couple things. And then uh, my friend Kayla goes, I've been looking for Moldavite, like, but I can't find it anywhere. And she was like, you want Moldavite? And she was like, yeah. And she was like, well, we keep that behind the counter because it's a really strong crystal and we don't like to keep it out. And Kayla's like, okay, like why? <laughs> and like, that's so weird. And she's like, well, I can show it to you if you want. And then she reaches her hands underneath the counter. And I'm like, what is she about to do? Pull out like a shotgun or something? Like, I'm <laughs> like, why is she so crazy about this right now? In a lock safe. Yeah, like literally. So then she pulls the bag out and it's like a bunch of little baggies in a big bag with like these little tiny green crystals in it. And then she starts talking about how when people are around Moldavite, they start to feel like uh, like they feel tingly. They feel like lightheaded. They get like a copper taste in their mouth. Like they have like the taste of blood in their mouth. And um, when she busted the bag open, I felt like I was like slapped in the face. Like, it was, like, such a weird experience. And the whole time, like, my mouth is watering when I'm in there. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I don't know if it's the crystal or if she said that and it's making me feel this way. Right. Well, and, and I think people are more in tune. Some people are just more in tune with things like that, too. Exactly. So, like, we ended up in, like, one of, a little chip of Moldavite is, like, um, the one I bought was, like, $11. And it's smaller than a penny like it's ridiculous but that experience of going in there and buying that crystal i've been looking for for a while and the shop that we wanted to go to was closed like i'm just like thank you the universe because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you probably would have never came across that exactly damn imagine having like a fucking boulder or that shit just like i don't fucks know if i can handle it fucks everybody up in a mile radius yeah well it, the the thing with moldavite they say like it um it helps you change your life. Like it makes changes happen more fast. And- uh, Oh, give me some of that shit. Yeah, so it's like, but it's, it's, not, it's not like a, like it's a positive crystal, but like it makes like things just happen a lot sooner. So like be prepared to like start fighting with somebody and arguing and going through like a, a mental tizzy because oh, like you got overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, like, like overwhelming. Yeah exactly like almost like wow like why is my life got put on fast forward like i don't understand what's going on but like i believe in crystals like half and half so it's like i believe that you know i can put my thoughts and feelings into a crystal and grab that crystal when i need those certain kind of feelings but i don't believe that that crystal is going to make me break up with my boyfriend right or yeah. anything like that yeah, like, I think it's a little bit of give and take with a lot, a little bit of give and take with a lot of these sort of things. Like, um, 
you're going to have like your realistic aspects of it. And then you're going to have kind of your out of this world experiences with it. But like, um, almost not like the movies, you know, like you pick up a cursed, like crystal or something like that. And, and suddenly like you're completely changed. I think the crystals and all that sort of stuff have certain qualities about them or, you know, whatever's going on spiritually, uh, you know, that help influence your life or negatively influence your life. At least that's what I take away from it. Yeah, definitely. Cause I mean, every crystal means something different. It gives you something, you know, that you're lacking. And, uh, that's why I like, like, you know, one day I come home, I'm feeling really anxious. I'm going to grab my opal pearl because that helps to soothe anxiety. Like people don't like, and I appreciate that I have this because I feel like when people are feeling overwhelmed and they come home, they're like, what do I do? But feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Like I have like answers for myself. That's good for me that I can come home and be like, Oh, well I can pick up my crystal and sit and meditate with it to release myself from my anxiety. Right. Well, and for somebody and for somebody to, um, talk down or to uh judge somebody else by what their beliefs or experiences are is so small-minded too because everybody almost like i said earlier you're just a little piece and everything going on and everybody's got their own experiences and uh you know it it kind of ties into the having to be in tune with it too i feel like to experience this sort of stuff you have to be acceptive uh you know of it um and uh and want it or you know what i mean just to be yeah, some people exactly. I feel like are more naturally in tune but i feel like some people can turn that on and off i mean sometimes it takes an experience or you know whatever the case is but um yeah I, you know I, I think everybody's got their own their own feelings about it um, but yeah like they people are so quick to say when you're like oh i practice wicca or i practice witchcraft they'll be like oh well that's the devil like that's satan like well no it's not like yeah. Like I'm, I like want to be one with the universe. I know it sounds corny, but like I want to feel everything that life is pushing my way. Like the only reason why they call that the devil is because like this religion was like something before like every other religion happened. Right. Like they used to like uh like back in the day, like legit back in the day when they were hunting to find their food, they were praying to like the hunting god to help them find good meat like and that's why i can't like relate to god because god they they picture him as this all perfect person that like he does no wrong he doesn't do anything wrong but like i'm not a perfect person so how can i look up to him yeah well and nobody likes that guy like nobody likes that fucking guy that's like i can do everything for you i'm the almighty do you know what i mean like you exactly see it, you see it in even everyday life it's like people like you're a douche yeah like- i don't get, yeah i don't get the whole worshiping <laughs> aspect of it and i think people like that are just like i think the devil's like code for like they're just fucking scared you know what i mean like people are afraid to you you getting in touch with all of that is just expanding your knowledge of you know, whatever your understanding and experience in the world is. I think people grow up learning of a God and stick in that religion because it's comfortable. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I just never like felt for it. Like, no, right. And the, and the thing with Wicca, like it's like a whole bunch of different like deities and gods and goddesses, like even like the, the Greek goddesses that we learned about in like mythology and stuff in school, like they're a part of this too. It's like, yeah. okay, like they do things wrong too. They cheat on their husbands and wives too. Like they make people upset and mad. So I can relate to them. But Aphrodite is good in love. 
So if I need love in my life right now, I'm going to pray to her. Yeah. Like that feels better for me than to be like, oh, let me pray to this omnipotent person that does no wrong. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Like I need love. So let me contact this person that's good in love, but she's also really bad at communicating. So, right. You can relate. (laughs) You can take like the human qualities. God, I feel like has no human qualities. And it's like, how am I supposed to relate to that? Because that's all I know. So exactly. Well, I think we touched, I think we just scratched the surface of uh, another conversation. So I think we should definitely get back into it um, and talk more. Let's, I want to kind of talk more about the dreams and like even more of this stuff, but I feel like we just scratched the surface. So definitely yeah, want to have you back. Um, we can, uh, let's get together what, what we'll talk about. Shit, this might be like a three or four parter. I don't even know. Yeah, like I'm definitely could, down for it. I'm yeah, down. we could just keep spiraling down in that hole. I love talking about this kind of shit. Yeah, me too. I'm so glad that you uh, let me come on. I've been listening to your podcast and I've been loving them. And I just, I've been talking to Jordan. I'm like, hit Brandon up, hit Brandon up. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it myself. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> I know you and Jordan are the shit. You guys have been like my main supporters for this whole thing. And it, uh, it definitely, you know, once you guys hit me up and tell me about it, it definitely like gives me a booster to keep, uh, keep fucking you know trucking along and stuff so we'll have to get jordan on here too that'll be funny definitely yeah (laughs) i agree he definitely would love to be on it hell yeah well let's uh let's talk um and and get you scheduled for the next time so we can get this uh conversation rolling again all righty sounds good thanks for talking to me of course see you dominic have a good weekend you too bye-bye see ya